0: To answer is human, to question is divine. Welcome to the World of the Hidden Gateway, an exhilarating podcast exploring the concepts humans have been struggling with since the dawn of existence, such as, who are we? Is there such a thing as good and evil, or are they arbitrary constructs? Does the paranormal exist? How can we evolve to a higher state? can our mind influence what we term as reality. Providing a transcendental approach combined with hard-nosed humanistic analysis, we invite you on a journey to question your worldview in this theater of life. Join our host, Justin Williams, as he explores the outer realms of faith, the supernatural, human potential, and even our concepts of the universal creator with a fascinating array of guests. This is the unseen world, magical, mysterious, and mystical, where your only limitation is your imagination. This is The Hidden Gateway.
1: I want to welcome you to another episode of The Hidden Gateway Podcast. As always, I am your host, Justin Williams. Today's guest is the author of the book, Government, The Biggest Scam in History Exposed, He is the founder of the Art of Liberty Foundation. And he says, America has been tricked, chumped, and duped into supporting a system of government that is robbing us of half of our income in overt taxes, covert taxes, and inflation, all while stealing our civil liberties through facilitated terrorism, facilitated enemies, and of course, the scandemic. Eddie and squared. Welcome to the Hidden Gateway Podcast. How you doing my friend?
2: Uh, it is good to be with you, man. Good to be with you and your audience.
1: Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right. Hey, if you could just take a quick moment, man, to give us a little background, tell us about yourself and how you got to what you do today.
2: Yeah. So, I, you know, I've been studying this kind of organized crime system up front and personal. I've been blessed to have been able to see it from, you know, I used to live right outside of Washington, D.C. I worked in Washington, D.C. for one of the big four think tanks. I worked at uh, worked on Wall Street. I was a you know, member of D.C.'s Washington, D.C.'s largest CEO network. And I got to just see how the organized crime government works up, you know, up close and personal. And so I've written a book, Government, the Biggest Scam in History, exposed to try and explain how the magician does the trick and expose the illegitimacy and the criminality of government, which which I make the case in the book is best thought of, you know, not as something that was designed to protect your life, liberty and property, but something that was designed from the beginning and tricking you to accepting a ruling class and tricking you to going along with what is, you know, extortion and robbery and, you know, it's all based on lies and indoctrination. And so uh, I try and explain how the magician does the trick in a picture book designed to take people from kind of zero to 60 in the shortest amount of time. So if you've got friends, relatives, neighbors, you know, I, uh, my kind of specialty is like waking them up mm-hmm. by delivering information in a way that, uh, kind of, um, Uh, makes what was invisible, visible through visualization or exposes the the techniques that government use has used across multiple, multiple different regimes. Uh, But, you know, the book is essentially designed to wake up your friends, your family, and it's kind of going viral now. And uh, we're going to expose the biggest scam in history.
1: I love it, man. Well said. And as, as I told you before, we hit record. You know, a lot of what you do aligns with what I believe in, right? Um, as I told you, you know, what I do with the Hidden Gateway podcast, it, it's what I believe or what I know to be my higher calling. And so when I hear you say uh, the the magician's trick or revealing the magician's trick, something along that line, and you use exposed a lot, um, it really reminds me of an experience I had uh, back in San Diego when my uh, spiritual journey went to another level, right? Um, And and my listeners have heard this story uh, several times, but uh, came home from work one day, was sitting on the bed, and I asked the Father God for truth. I just I wanna know truth. You know, I was going through some things in my life, and and I heard a voice, uh, you know, clear as day, just like you and I are talking, very audible, nothing is as it seems. And that since then, I've been going on this journey, learning about some of the things that you discuss in your book, and it's just been a hell of a ride, if you will, man. And, uh, man, you you have done some fascinating things. Tell me about your time working for one of the big four think tanks, um, you know, in, in D.C.
2: So I, I was a re- researcher and I want to say it was 1996. And, I had, you know, as part of the job, I had access to what, what was called a LexisNexis terminal, and uh, back in the day, they it cost about $3,000 a month and you had to pay, you know, per article charges, but you could get any article in the world, any magazine, you could get transcripts of the big, you know, uh, of the, the Sunday political talk shows, you could get, it was an amazing, you know, what what kind of databases you could access at a time when really nothing was on the internet, you know, like, they're just like, like the, you know, uh, the internet was coming into its infancy. And so people hadn't really put, you know, the New York Times and the Washington Post, you couldn't go get their articles on their website or whatever. And so having this resource was, you know, was phenomenal. And so, uh, so uh, I don't know if you remember just to take everybody back in time to that, that you know, that what was going on. Uh, But the government had just massacred 80 men, women and children in Waco. They had just shot a, uh, you know, a a man named Randy Weaver's wife in the head after they had manufactured literally a textbook case of entrapment, a textbook case of of agent provocateur got got him to sell us a shotgun after begging and pleading and having a, a confidential informant set up a scenario that never would have existed without the government's involvement. Wow. I get him to, you know, report on a growing militia movement that was, uh, justifiably upset that the government had murdered 80 men, women, and children in a church in Waco, Texas, and then covered it up and lied about it with the help of the media. And so this was the dawning of the information age and that people were, you know, documentaries, you know, came out and and exposed that. And so uh, those went viral and a militia movement was developing in the United States to take on the organized crime government. So the government manufactured a uh, something called the Oklahoma City bombing Ah. where they. "Quote unquote," ex special forces guy by the name of Timothy McVeigh. McVeigh uh, that was also covered up by the by the media, and so when this happened, um, I you know had this three thousand dollar Lexus Nexus terminal, and I'm getting the story that was coming out of you know the mainstream media about what happened, but I'm also getting the local news, Channel 4 in uh, in Oklahoma City, uh, the McMurton Daily Gazette, and others that are doing on the ground, real reporting about what happened, and I very, very quickly realized that the number one suspects in this thing was not this sheep dip patsy by the name of Timothy McVeigh, but it was the FBI and the ATF. Mm -hmm. And so uh, that everything that that I, you know, that I found out about, you know, how the government staged this essential false flag to demonize and tar the, you know, growing militia movement as white supremacists and racists. Well, once you figure out that the government and and the media are willing to blow up a daycare center in a federal building to, you know, to kind of create reality, I started paying attention and began uh, you know, documenting and archiving all of the evidence of kind of government criminality from the developing alternative media, from sources like LexisNexis, from sources, other you know, you know, tools that you learn working at one of the big four think tanks, and then uh, put it together in a book designed for visual learners. Most people, you know, they come to Insight you know, much quicker if you show them a picture. And so it's a very, very unique book in that I'm using visualizations, I'm using historical photos, I'm using uh, uh, memes, I'm using um, uh, media ownership charts, I'm using media organization charts to take what was invisible and make it visible so that people can kind of understand how this organized crime system has been able to dominate the media, been able to dominate academia, and really control perception by controlling the information that people receive, whether they're controlling that information by you know promoting it across this, you know, monopolized oligopoly media system where a small handful of companies dominate, you know, running hundreds and hundreds of subsidiaries make you think that there's all these different information sources out there. Hmm. At the end of the day, you know, you've got six companies on the old media side operating as an oligopoly. On the new new media side, you got two to three dozen, what I like to call DARPA front companies. These are internet, you know, this is either internet video sites, this is search engines, this is, uh, you know, different ways to control information algorithmically on what was a military network developed by DARPA. And so, uh, so I put it all on together in the book in a way that, you know, kind of explains and is able to take somebody that's never been exposed to this information before. You know, kind of zero to 60 and then not only, you know, uh, because you can see it with your own eyes, you come into a kind of deeper understanding. You're going to remember the information long longer. So there's a lot of different other benefits that you get when you present information visually. Uh, Not only does it, you know, does the reader, you know, you know come to that moment of insight or comprehension faster. That they're going to remember it longer. They're going to have a more in-depth understanding, and so uh, so it's a very unique approach. And you've kind of got to see the book to understand it. But that's kind of what I do at the Art of Liberty Foundation. We're trying to expose how organized intergenerational organized crime runs the government, the media, and academia. And then the book is backed up by these flash drives. Uh, wow! Look at that size flash drives so swing it out and wow so the entire books on that uh the entire book with all of the hypertext links all and all of the evidence and all of the visualizations and so uh you know in the book we use like a lot of media ownership charts and we show just a quarter of that media ownership chart so you can see the detail of it like you know if you if you tell somebody that there's six companies Running hundreds and hundreds of subsidiaries to give everybody the idea that there's all these different information sources in society, they may or may not believe you. But if yeah. you don't one of the, you know, the 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 charts in the book, all of a sudden they're like, "Holy crap! I I didn't understand. There's six companies running hundreds of subsidiaries to give me the illusion that there's all these different information sources in society." And wow. They, they get it because that was invisible to them, like that existed. It existed, the ownership structure, whatever, but until you actually see it represented in a way that you can understand it instantly. Uh Okay. Okay. Boom. Like then, you know, you, you know, so I'm making what was invisible, visible through visualization, and then that exposes the artificiality of the the system. And then you can begin to trace the money and track the money of how the money is flowing through the government to the parent companies of these media companies to the subsidiaries or the you know the the fellow subsidiaries of these media companies when they're you know it's when general electric also owns nbc nbc is not going to tell you the real reason we're going to war because nbc because general electric is also one of the top defense contractors Uh. in in the world and they have a vested interest in going to war And so so once you understand these conflicts of interest, it makes you, you know, able to kind of understand the monopolization, like the extent of the monopolization of the media where you realize, oh, there's a very small handful of people that can control exactly the information I receive. And so that's what they've been doing, whether it's lying to the public about, you know, what really happened in Oklahoma City, whether it's lying to the public about what really happened on 9-11, mm. or it's lying to the public about what really happened on the COVID, when you understand that the entire media is being played by what the CIA calls the Mighty Wurlitzer, the ability to play the media, have the media sing a tune across a gazillion pipes, the same tune across a gazillion pipes, and so uh, there's a book about the CIA's control of the media called The Mighty Wurlitzer, and so, uh, you know, once you understand how they're using the media to control the information that they receive, then all of a sudden, you know, you understand how the magician has been doing the trick. And uh, once you realize that, you know, all of like, you know, uh, you know I, I can't tell you how many people I've heard, oh, what you're saying about the COVID is all of the ah. media is in on it. They're all in on it together. Right. And then you show them, you know, these organization charts in the book. And then all of a sudden, they're like, i didn't understand that it's it's like you know so they just didn't get it you know they didn't understand that was going on and then once they can see it with their own eyes then they're like oh they all could be in on it together Mm -hmm. they're all in these same organizations right that have had multi-decade control through both republican and democrat administrations for decades. Yes, decades. And then all of a sudden now we're peeling back the onion. Now you can track quid pro quo. Now you can track the, you know, the money. And so now it all makes sense. The $14,000 toilet seats, the trillions of dollars the Pentagon can't account for, the fat Leonard scandal, the Pentagon's bishops fund you know on and on and on social security missing money the post office has claimed has claimed that they've lost billions and billions of dollars right over the past 15 years multi-billion dollar losses over the past 15 years 97 billion dollars in 15 years even though they've been hiking the price of postage way above the inflation rate. What is going on? What's
1: really going on?
2: I think we're being robbed. Right. And so it's organized crime. It's not, you know, like, uh, so so the the other thing that I do is like, let's just call it intergenerational organized crime, because it is. And it's intergenerational organized crime that's in league with the media, the government, and academia, and they've got a system where they're able to exercise this control over the organizations that give the public their knowledge and their information and their culture, uh, by controlling the guy at the top. And so whether it's being able to stop a fundraiser by Canadian truck drivers, because you control the CEO of GoFundMe or whether it's to Mm. control the ability for the Canadian truck drivers to tweet, because you control the guy that owns Twitter or whether it's the ability to even find the Canadian truck driver's site because you control Google, the ability to control information algorithmically through broadcasting licenses, through blackmail, through murder, through taking out journalists like Michael Hastings or Danny Casolaro or uh, Gary Webb, uh, you know, whatever it is, like that's the name of the game, control of perception. And, uh, you know, we're exposing it and we're getting around the, the, the algorithmic censorship by putting all the evidence on a flash drive that can't be censored and that you can just, you know, literally give, you know, you're hanging out with your friend at your house, you take it out of your wallet, put it in their computer. And then by the time you leave, they've got all of the evidence of how the government, you know, criminality works, the organized crime system works, the all of the visualizations in the book, the book, evidence documentaries everything i just talked about with like oklahoma city all the, that that everything that i mentioned about oklahoma city has been essentially verified by something called the oklahoma independent bombing committee set up by a state rep in oklahoma right after the fact and there uh everything that they came up with it was essentially the same thing that i came up with plus so much more And then all of that evidence was made into a documentary called a noble lie. And that documentary, or at least the trailer for that documentary, I I can't remember if we have the entire thing in its entire, you know, but one of those two is on here and that's an example of some of the, you know, some of the evidence that I'm talking about, the best books, the best documentaries, the best memes, the best truth music the best, uh, you know, all, all just a cornucopia of all of the best evidence exposing the illegitimacy and criminality of government.
1: Wow, man. Well said. It is mind blowing what's going on in, uh, in, in this country. And I imagine there are similar things going on in other countries around the world as well. Right. Um, now when we talk about religion, uh, let's just say the Catholic Church, for example, one of the biggest, most powerful organizations in the entire world. Yeah. Are they being used to push this agenda that the governments of the world have going on uh, when we talk about the Pope and other other bishops within the, uh, the Catholic Church?
2: As far as I can tell, uh, this intergenerational system has penetrated every major hierarchical control system in society, mostly using religion. So if you think about like the Catholic mm. church um, there, you, so that, so the government, you, I, I don't know which one, you know, which one came first, you could say the government is using the same unethically manipulative techniques as the Catholic church, or you could say the Catholic church is using the same unethically manipulative techniques as the government. Mm. And so what I mean by that is like one of the things that I expose in the book, is that the government is sliding the population, the belief in having a government as a religion, but they don't call it a religion, but they're using all of the little tools and techniques that an unethically manipulative religion or a cult would use on their followers to, you know, the the Catholic church, you you know, raises them up young to tithe, the government puts them in a church school where the priest, the teacher, uh, you know, teaches them the holy documents of the Constitution and the Bill of mm-hmm. Rights, and and has you sing the hymns. They take you to Mecca, Washington D.C., Jerusalem of government. Huh. Uh, you know, they take you know, and generally in kind of uh, middle school. I went
1: seventh yeah, grade, sixth or seventh okay. grade, man.
0: Yeah.
2: So. so uh i call it like government land it's like disneyland except (laughs) but it's like all about like so they take you into the cathedral of the capital that looks like the vatican for a reason and you're small everything's giant and oversized so you feel small and insignificant and and so they're they're just cooking you and in 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 a broth of indoctrination and propaganda because they're controlling the information that you receive through the mandatory government school. So the school te- has taught the majority of the population that government is, it's legitimate that they get to rule you. It's legitimate that they get to take your money when they're young, before people are old enough to evaluate the logic and the morality of that claim. But when, mm-hmm. as an adult, when you go back and you go, Hey, Let's just unpack the whole thing from the beginning and see what the government has been doing, you know, really telling me. And does that jive with morality and ethics and logic? Uh, you very quickly realize that it's, it doesn't, even, like the government doesn't make sense at all. You can't delegate a right. You don't have yourself to a representative or to a government to exercise on your behalf because you don't possess it yourself. You can't be bound by a social contract that you didn't sign Mm
0: -hmm. and you
2: can't, you know, if, if you know, myself and my buddy vote to rob Justin because there's two of us and one of him, that doesn't mean that Justin really owes us any money just because there's two of us and one of him. It doesn't matter if there's three of us and one of him or 20 of us or 250 million. There's no, you know, democracy is, you know, the scam of democracy is that there's no magical additional person that can make something that is inherently immoral and inherently logical, moral and logical just because the people want it to be so. And so that, you know, that once you get that through, you know, you understand that, okay, uh, government, no matter if it's a divine right of king's monarchy, or a constitutional republic or you know a socialist soviet republic or you know communism or socialism or any of the isms all of those are illegitimate because every single one of them requires the ruling class to have rights that the population doesn't have and cannot delegate and there's no way to change that ethically and morally and logically And so anybody that is being true to understanding you know the basics like the basics of logic and ethics and morality has to acknowledge that it's impossible to have a government and so once you know the good news message of the book is we don't need government and so the world is a self-organizing system it's based on you know uh spontaneous order uh, you know, everything the government does that is non redistributive, you cannot rob Peter to pay Paul, but like all the services the government, you know, forces you to take, okay? <clears throat> whether it's the, you know, monopoly mail that loses 97 billion over the past 15 years, or whether it's air traffic control, or whether it's, you know, armed protective services that they call the police, or whether it's, <clears throat> you know, uh, a dispute resolution that they call the courts or, you know, whatever it is the free market and real charity and mutual aid societies and nonprofits would do it better, faster, cheaper, and everybody would be dramatically wealthier if we could get the parasite of government off of our backs. And so that's the, like, I, like the good news message of the book is that you just don't need government. And so, uh, so, uh, you know, that is, uh, you know, like I said, I, I call it the good news message, but, uh, Yeah, we got an organized crime system on top of this right now, but it is rapidly being exposed, not just by me, but by the Justin's and there's a thousand flowers blooming and these flowers are so slowly but surely overtaking the dinosaur media and we're getting the signal out on Justin's podcast and on all these other podcasts. And once you realize that government is illegitimate, once you realize that it's you know criminal and how the magician does the trick nobody goes back to believing the magician and fallen for the trick and so it's a revolution that's only going in one direction and so that's you know uh, that's what we're celebrating i look at it as like i you know i can't believe they thought they were going to get away with this covid i just like what, a- <laughs> what idiots what idiots
1: yeah man it's it's insane man it's insane now i heard you say you're a volunteerist right
2: uh, correct. Uh, so, so, so every one of those systems that I just said, you know, every one of those requires violence. It requires extortion. It requires you to accept the ability that you are a slave and must obey a master, whether it's democracy, whether it's constitutional repu- Republicanism, whether it's, you know, communism, whether it's socialism, voluntaryism is the only ism that is fair for everybody. And it's essentially the recognition that everybody, that all relationships between human beings should be voluntary and nobody, not people wearing costumes, calling themselves the government or the police or whatever, has rights that other people don't have. There's no way to get rights that other people don't have. And so that if you're going to organize society, luckily it self-organizes. And that Mm -hmm. once you understand the kind of the market mechanisms, you know, capital creation, the invisible hand, the the you know the economics of how the free market delivers the luxuries and necessities of life you're like oh we did we why why did we ever do it that way before man like that's that's a crazy way that you know has has resulted in all these people being thrown in jail for victimless crimes all this war all this unnecessary killing all that these the, this the people getting horrible educations and you know creating a welfare system that, that causes more harm than it does and forcing vaccines on people and force like it's it's all been for nothing and it's all been dragging society down and once we get like i said it's think of government and think of people in government like parasites and once you get them off your back then you can flourish the same way if you had a tapeworm that was yeah sucking your nutrition and everything you know out of your stomach well you're going to do a lot better when you take the tapeworm out and and uh you know uh uh, can flourish once again and that's where i think the are society and humanity is heading is a flourishing and an economic explosion of activity and and i think these monopoly companies are coming down they're going to be exposed as being part of it and so i'm nothing but optimistic for, for for the future
1: excellent man excellent Now, I want to ask you about this shift, right, that has seemed to happen over the last couple years here, uh, whereby Republicans, they used to be the party of big corporations and warmongering, and the Democrats used to uh, support the working class. Is it just me, or does it seem like that that's reversed now?
2: Uh, So I think they're both on the same team. Okay. And so it's team government, whether it's team government blue or team government red, just think of them. It's like uh, you know, like a tag team wrestling match <laughs> where, you know, you know, after one of them has been in power for so long that the other one will come and like tag it out. And so then all of the people that leave government from the democratic party to the Republican party, mostly they go to work in DC for a little bit, lobbying firms, NGOs, uh, they get, you know, academic jobs that working for the government or whatever. They hang out there. Then they tag. Then the other one, you know, so so it's a way. So so it's a way of of changing the political. It's a fake way of changing the political system where the population thinks they voted the bums out. But really, it's the exact same bum They you know, like it's, it's the exact same bums, just with a different puppet
0: mm-hmm. doing okay
2: the exact same policies. So, so if you really think about it and you say, okay, what are the policies that are important to the ruling class, the Republicans and the Democrats, they're 100% lockstep, 100% lockstep on everything that really, really matters to the ruling class. They're 100% lockstep on war. They're 100% lockstep on the Patriot Act. They're 100% lockstep on 9-11 was a real thing. They're 100% lockstep on is a real thing. They're 100% lockstep on everybody needs to get a vaccine. They're 100% lockstep on uh, the government and the Spake Central Bank get to issue money through fractional reserve banking where the banks make a fortune, even though it's inflationary and even though it's stealing the value at everybody else's money. They're 100% lockstep on the drug war. They're 100% lockstep on everything that really matters to the ruling class. And then they pretend to fight about things that don't really matter, but have been dredged up to incite and inflame different parts of society. So that different parts of society are fighting with each other. And so, so, uh, you know, uh, volunteerism is the thing that can unite everybody because like i said it's the only ism that's fair for everybody nobody gets the ring of power nobody gets to use violence on anybody else nobody gets to be a master nobody has to be a slave the world is a self-organizing system we don't need any government the world just is going to be just fine after now i want to say that so the you know when i say the world's just going to be just fine um, so this criminal system has been running a ponzi scheme in the treasury market and in the dollar, and there is going to be some pain. And they've done things like, you know, they've been running a Ponzi scheme in Social Security. And yep. so I hate to break it to the people that are dependent upon Social Security or Medicare or Medicaid or like whatever, uh, but uh, you've been robbed. Uh, there's not gonna be, you know, it's not, it's not gonna be going on much longer. Prepare yourself. Uh, uh, it has been, a, you know, there's no reinflating a Ponzi scheme. You know, we could see a dollar devaluation. We could see a dollar collapse, uh, you know, because we've had intergenerational organized crime looting the country for decades. They have stolen the copper out of the walls. They've stolen the silverware out of the White House. They've literally been caught stealing the silverware (laughs) out of the White House. Are you serious? They've literally been caught stealing the silverware. Uh. So it is it is just it's it's organized crime. That gets covered up because the media is in on it. And so people don't really understand what's been going on. They've been getting, you know, things that have been designed, designed plays. They've been getting plays like uh, uh, the Brett Kavanaugh you know uh, thing designed to get men and women arguing against each other or black and white or you know yeah. uh, Hispanics and, and right. you know Asians or whatever it is we're just going to get the we're going to use the media to get the population fighting with itself so they're not paying attention to us yes and so what i'm trying exactly. to do is get everybody hey ignore the cape Let's get the matador right Let's get the matador do you want to get some payback do you want to find out who the matador is i'll show you who the matador is
1: man that is awesome brother that is awesome you know i, I wanted to ask you about these these groups right so groups like antifa uh, i remember occupy wall street from years ago or even black lives matter of today right um do you think the government is in control of those groups as well just putting them out there to be a distraction because i know like with occupy wall street they used to protest big pharma and big media now it's as if they kiss the feet of these groups. You know, I guess this kind of goes back, back to that shift again that, that I asked about uh, a minute ago.
2: Yeah, so Lenin said uh, very famously, he said the best way to control the opposition is to lead it ourselves. And so the, you know, one of the biggest uh, faces, you know, one of the biggest issues that the liberty movement faces is the controlled opposition aspect mm. of the liberty movement, where there are certain people and organizations that are being overfunded to have media operations, to have big, you know, microphones, to have big organizations, and they're all pretending. In fact, all of Washington D.C. It's the biggest scam you've ever seen. I believe so it many is. of them know the whole thing is fake. Organized crime. The Secret Service know. I, I did an entire speech called "The Biggest Secret of the Secret Service" is that they know government is organized crime. And if you don't believe me, go to the White House and look a Secret Service agent in the eye and ask him if he knows that government is organized crime. I tell the whole story in the speech. But like they're all you know, like these organizations are paid to steal the oxygen out of the ones that are trying to expose its illegitimacy and criminality. Hmm. And so whether it's the big four think tanks, whether it's the you know the little think tanks whether it's the ngos whether it's the lobbyist organizations it is truly the district of criminals where everybody is participating in this charade that it's legitimate that we get to get your money it's legitimate that we get to pass it around ourselves that nobody knows there's any criminality going on nobody (laughs) knows where all these trillions of dollars went in the pentagon Trillions. trillions You know, hundreds of billions of dollars missing from HUD, hundreds of billion dollars missing from the post office, hundreds of billions of dollars missing from Amtrak, hundreds of like, nobody knows anything. The press, Washington Post, we see nothing. It's amazing.
1: Goodness. And and you mentioned a few minutes ago, probably about 20 minutes ago, about the $14,000 toilet seats. I hadn't even heard of that one. (laughs)
2: <laughs> oh my God, the, the, the military is the worst, man. There's so much procurement fraud and theft and and just they, they claim they lost $6.6 6 billion of physical cash in Iraq and Afghanistan over that. It's like, like if you include both of those, but like, you know, I don't know if you know, they flew out billions of dollars in physical cash on C-135 transports, full, literally yeah. by the pallet. And from from Iraq, right? Huh? From Iraq, right? From Iraq? Into Iraq, they flew. A, yeah. So the Federal Reserve set up flights where they flew pallets and pallets of billions and billions of dollars worth of that cash, and somehow they lost. At one point, it was six point six billion dollars in physical cash. We don't know where it went. It <laughs> went right here a second ago, and we had a guy with a gun watching it, and like. I think he went to sleep. <laughs> don't know what happened. you know we can guard you know military bases, but we can't guard some cash Apolo- I, I't I insane. I can't believe the anchors can say it with a straight face. I, you know, <laughs> I just I just can't believe they can you know say it with a straight face. So I take it you
1: believe in uh, these secret societies, the occult of the secret societies, and things like that. I would I would think that those type of things are tied in. You always hear about you know skull and bones and all these Ivy League school societies that the Bush family uh, were a part of, are still are a part of. I guess that's a, a for life type thing. And then you you swing it to Hollywood when we know that the the government, maybe specifically the CIA they they are kind of in bed with hollywood right uh you know with the messaging and movies and, and the tv the, so, and such. So the,
2: the title of the book is government the biggest scam in history exposed but the subtitle is how intergenerational organized crime runs the government the media and academia and so the the name of the game is control perception It's controlling the information that the population receives, whether they get it from the CIA, whether they get it from from Hollywood, whether they get it from the media, whether they get where they're whether they get it coming to them uh, in fiction where they don't recognize it as propaganda because it's being woven into the plots of the movies. One of the examples that I give in the book, and one of the videos that is available on the Liberator, is that the government is using a technique called anchoring. As an example, okay. anchoring is a propaganda technique where uh, you know you build the, um, the audience up to a moment of high positive emotion in the movie, and then you anchor that high positive emotion to a soft drink or a fast food item or like whatever by flashing it on the screen or showing it or talking, you know, whatever it is. And so you, you've, you know, that's why Coca-Cola will, you know, pay tremendous sums for a really, really popular song. And then they'll take that popular song and they'll put it together with the Coke logo. So now subconsciously you're associating the Coke logo and Coca-Cola with this song that you really, 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 really like. So they've anchored that by, you know, by putting that too. They've anchored Coca-Cola to that. Well, once you realize that the government is doing the exact same thing with the American flag and with the CIA and the FBI and the government as a whole, and that's why the government's always the hero, and that's why the FBI agent always saves the day, and that's why everybody that works for the government and the FBI and the CIA are always ripped, and it's Tom Cruise and it's sculler and Moulder and. A, tight pants suit and you know, it's just it's <laughs> ridiculous it's a clown world but because it comes at you in fiction the brain's you know logical defenses are down and so that you accept that and then subconsciously when you think of like the cia you don't you know you think of mission impossible and you think of tom cruise and you think of james bond yeah. and you think it's yeah legitimate because they showed you that it was legitimate and you don't really know well what the CIA is really up to is murdering people, killing people, overthrowing dem- quote unquote democratically elected governments, running dirty tricks, running cocaine into the United States. Uh they very famously ran a program in the Vietnam War called the Phoenix Program where they extrajudiciously murdered tens of thousands of people without trials with hit squads that the CIA was running, you know, in Vietnam. And you're like, Holy crap, the government are hardcore. This is murder corporate organized crime. Now, when you asked about the secret societies, so it's intergenerational organized crime and there's a vetting system to make sure that you can, you're going to play ball, that you can keep secrets that you, uh, can be trusted, et cetera. and they want. And because they're using religion to control people, they're very frequently raising these kids up in the religion of whatever the organization is. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if you take a look at the the Freemasons, the is an example. The Freemasons is an organization that's been around for centuries, where they have the ability to project power into almost every single city, almost every single county, you know, in every single country, because there's a lodge there where the members have been cheating, kind of working together to get their brothers elected into the government, which is illegitimate and a scam on its own. Right. They're working together secretly behind the scenes and they're sworn to a blood oath and they're sworn to put Masons above their neighbors and friends and everything else, Uh, you know, you don't understand the kind of, you know, uh, mischief that can be caused by such an intergenerational system of criminals. And so that's why you frequently see the police chief, the sheriff, the mayor, the city council are all Freemasons because they're cheating. And now they've elected themselves to positions where they're living off money stolen from others at the point of a gun
1: man it runs so deep so deep goodness Ooh. now I, I heard you say one time a friend yeah, that by the oh, way
2: just real quick so there's other so that's one example but skull and bones came out of the russell trust which was the drug dealers which was uh-huh. the, you know the old opium wars and so so the families of of the drug dealers that there were willing to you know it addict people to the slavery of addiction. Okay. Mm -hmm. People on the planet, you know, the worst people on the planet are somebody that would get somebody addicted to, you know, like another substance and earn money off of them, like, you know, because they're addicted. So they raise their kids in an organization like Skull and Bones where they teach them the, the morality of this intergenerational organized crime system which is essentially, you know, uh, do as thou will. And, uh, and that, is, that, is, that is criminal and that has to be exposed. And so those are, those are two examples. There's more in the book and then I break them down and then I show you pictorially how some of these organizations have maneuvered their members into the media, into the government. They go back and forth between media, government and industry. They go back and forth between the intelligence agencies in the media that it's uh uh and once you can see that you know uh depicted pictorially and see that how that web of influence you know uh you know what it looks like uh and how it exists then you're like oh okay now i now i get it
1: Mm, okay wow so with your book what is your favorite part of the book i know that's your baby i know you probably love every part but what is one what's the part or chapter that really stands out to you that you enjoyed the most uh putting together and writing
2: you know i i think I, the i think the thing that's been the coolest is i've had an impact on kids and i've either kept them out of the military or i've helped wake the kids up for their parents and there so you like go Perez tells a cool story. Yeah. Cause it's hard to be a prophet in your own land. Right. right. You know? And so like, I think one of the coolest things is that I was able to help wake up some of Mon- Mon- you know, Monica's kids to the fact that, Oh wait, maybe mom's not, you know, uh, uh-huh. kind of a thing, you know? And so that's like cool, that's been cool. And then, uh, I was at a, I was at a, a gym in dripping Springs, Texas, like on a business trip and I'm like uh, getting a sauna after my workout and a couple of kids come in and they were like 19 years old and they are talking about how they're going into the military and uh, they wanted to be special forces and everything like that. And so I kind of, you know, I grabbed a copy of my book and I, you know, we were, you know, we talked about the scam of the military, the unethically manipulative techniques they use on the military and on scouting and, and the scam of the scouting program, the government, you know, the like it's a, it's a, you know, indoctrination program. They put you through the Cub Scouts, the Boy Scouts, the Explorers, the JAREDS. Yes.
1: Yeah.
2: And, you know, and by the time you get through that, they, it creates, what's called an order follower, uh-huh. that's somebody that's willing to set their morality aside and use violence on peaceful people for money. Mm. Okay. And so. Uh no, that's they're they're essentially chumping the pot, they're chumping people into trading their morality for money by tricking them into thinking it's legitimate because a bunch of people, you know, because a couple of dozen slave owners on a continent of three million people hundreds of years ago wrote down on a fancy piece of paper that they alone get to make up for everybody, yep. the wealth of others, and that's why Justin. You got to give them half of your income. Three dozen lawyers, politicians and slave owners go into a room and write down that they're in charge of everything. It's ridiculous. And the only reason anybody believes it is because they slide it to them as a religion before they're old enough to really question the morality, the logic, the validity of those claims. It's unethically manipulative. And it's it's got to be stopped.
0: Mm.
1: So I heard you once say that you learned that five percent of the uh, society, in order for them to change, they only need about five to ten percent of society to get on board, and then that five to ten percent can pull everyone else in, right? Uh, So,
2: yeah, that was the coolest. So that was the coolest thing I learned, you know, working at uh, at one of the big four think tanks was that uh, that there's you know five to ten percent. Maybe as high as fifteen, depending on how you you know count it. But these are the entrepreneurs, the business executives, the culture creators, the artists, the bloggers, the vloggers, podcasters, the professoriate, the uh, the people that uh, you know uh, that uh, the the doers, the the you know people that are doing something in society. And once they change, that once they you know they realize how the scam works they pull the rest of society and so you i like i think right now that you know part of the reason that they're going through the covid is that this knowledge this this understanding that government has been a scam the whole thing has been a hoax i think it's racing through society and they're trying to clamp down and get a lid on it before the population you know realizes how they've been chumped, how they've had their money stolen, what, you know, they don't really, didn't owe any taxes, all of it's gone out the back door and, you know, to organize crime and the whole thing has been a scam and the Russians have been menacing us and we've been menacing the Russians and at the yeah. end of the day, it's the Russian people versus the Russian government, it's the US government, the US people versus the US government. Uh, I don't have any qualms with people in Russia, people in Russia aren't <laughs> stealing half of my money.
1: Oh, <laughs> <No>, that's right.
2: <laughs> me. People in Russia aren't running, uh, you know, uh, indoctrination on me. People in Russia aren't wear, making me wear a mask. People in Russia aren't trying to get me to have a vaccine. Uh, so we've got an organized crime government, media, and academia that uh, has that been robbing the population and is now people are figuring out how it really works. Wow.
1: So wonderful book you have. What else needs to be done? Obviously, I would think it would be something along the lines of the people's coming together. What ideas do you have to further push the truth to bring awareness to the people of the United States of America?
2: Uh, so, I mean, we're in an information war right now. And so, I mean, just understand, like the, the thing that people need to understand is if you like this, if you like this video and you found if you got you know something out of it uh, and you post it on Facebook, Facebook's not going to post it. Right about it they're not really going to tweet about it if you you know whatever uh if you really want to you know make an impact you have to give somebody something like i you know recommend a physical book or a flash drive or something to where it stays in their consciousness that they can read it at night when they do their best readings it's not Mm -hmm. electronic they can spend time with it they're not just going to delete it There's a lot of, there's a lot of, you know, that's, you know, like if you're trying to wake somebody up, there's some, you know, tools and techniques and, and, you know, that you can use to improve your chances of getting them to come to that moment of insight, starting with either giving them some, you know, a physical book or actually, uh, you know, um, emailing the link directly to somebody don't assume that anybody's going to see anything on Facebook or any of these, you know, any of these, uh, you know, platforms. And so that's, that's, you know, one thing I'd suggest to the audience is just understand the reality of the algorithmic censorship of the DARPA internet.
1: There you go. There you go. Well, my friend, you have given golden information to us today. I have one last question for you question I ask each and every guest that comes on Hidden Gateway Podcast. If you would, please leave our listeners with what I like to call a token of love, something that they can take forward with them on their journey of truth and knowledge. What would those wise words be?
2: Uh, So volunteerism really is love. It's the only, like I said, it's the only ism that's fair for everybody. And that you've got to understand karmically that if you're supporting government, you're supporting violence, you're advocating that, uh, that, you know, like you're at, so the, if you think about what the Republicans and the Democrats do, the Republicans say, hey, vote for my guy. He's going to rob everybody and he's going to put these policies into into play and are policies that you may like or whatever. And then the Democrats say, no, 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 don't vote for him. Vote for my guy. And he's going to put these policies to display. And really, volunteerism is the only thing that's like, hey, let's not rob anybody. The world is, you know, uh, produces spontaneous order. Everything, you know, will be provided without government. Uh, we don't need government. It's illegitimate. It's, it's, you know, organic. And so, you don't get the karma of advocating violence on your neighbor or advocating violence. And so, like, if you think that we, that there just has to be a government, if you're advocating that there has to be a government, what you're advocating is that somebody, your neighbor, be robbed with a gun to their head to pay for something that you absolutely believe you need. And so the karma of you advocating that your neighbor gets robbed, ensures that you get robbed. And so love that I leave the audience is true love in the sense that it's like, uh, love your neighbor. Don't advocate that your neighbor be robbed to put some, you know, bunch of political promises from a politician. Into practice, they're going to lie to you. You're not going to get what you want. And at the end of the day, the bad karma of voting to rob your neighbor is going to impact you. And so that's the good news message that uh, the world's a self-organizing system. It produces spontaneous order. We don't need government. And the karma of not voting to rob everybody means you don't get robbed either.
1: Beautiful, man. I love it. Thank you so much for that. Powerful words there. Now tell us where uh, we can find your book, get, purchase your book, um, website, social media, et cetera.
2: So the, you get the book at government-scam dot com. Uh, you can find the art of liberty at artofliberty.org. And uh, we offer something called Five Meme Friday, where we deliver five fresh memes and the best of alternative media into your inbox every Friday. So that's something that you can take a take a look at.
1: Those memes are good, by the way, man. I, I've been on your Twitter. They're they're like they're awesome.
2: <laughs> oh, man. The left can't meme. The <laughs> can't meme. Like, if you like memes, it's voluntarists can meme. It is.
1: It, I'm telling you, people, he has a mean meme game.
2: <laughs> it's good, man. Good stuff. So the final thing is, we're in Acapulco. I'm actually in Acapulco this week, and oh. on uh, February 19th, we're having a, a beach day and a turtle party where Max Egan and Derek Bros, Etienne, nice. Egan, myself will be speaking, Max Egan, Derek Bros, uh, Sterling Lujan. And uh, then we're having uh, a, a fundraiser for the Art of Liberty Foundation called the Turtle Party, where we take over a turtle sanctuary oh. beach outside of Acapulco. And we'll have some of the leading artists in the, the Liberty Movement. Grant Ellman from uh, the, the uh, Conscious, uh, Conscious Reggae Group Presence. Nice. Um, Clay. We'll have, uh, uh, Oh, uh, we'll have Derek bros performing. It's 33. We'll have, uh, there's like one others. And we we may even have more, uh, we'll have so below, uh, the rate, the, uh, the psychedelic dub reggae group. So below playing on the beach during the day. It's-
0: oh man.
2: So if you can get there by, uh, by February 19th, to Acapulco come see us, come join us. Um, you know, uh, that's, that's all I got to say, freedom to everybody, liberty in our lifetime.
1: Thank you so much, sir. We appreciate you. And to our audience, we really hope you enjoyed this fabulous episode of the Hidden Gateway podcast. And please stay connected with us at our website, thehiddengateway.com. If you want to speak to us, just reach out at support at thehiddengateway.com. And don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel as well. This will conclude this week's episode. We want to thank you again for being with us today, Anthony, and until next time, good people, remember to stay positive, stay questioning, be
0: love, and be free. The Hidden Gateway, out.